Lou and Matt for breakfast. The Borders 105.7 Triple M. Welcome to the Lou and Matt podcast. And Lou, it's fair to say that this podcast will not go down in history as the most fun podcast we've ever done. Oh, why? COVID, Lou. The big C. <laughs> That's because 80% of our show is COVID. But like I said to you the other day, be, if you though. just say it with a smile, <laughs> COVID. Has to be It that sounds way. warmer and fuzzier, doesn't yeah, it? Oh, yeah, it COVID. Does. Coronavirus. Yeah. Nah, it's got virus in it. That's, yeah, no, no COVID's not as smile. bad as coronavirus. No, you're right. You're right. Anyway, there was a bunch of other stuff that we did. We talked to uh, in the last couple of days because this is uh, our best bits over from Monday and Tuesday. So we talked to Swatter. We've got uh, Mulkey with TV and everything. But let's kick it off with this. Member for Aubrey, Justin Clancy, uh, joins us. And since we last talked to Justin, there's been a few things going on, including that little scare in Jindra, uh, just and in Wodonga as well, for that matter. Justin, good morning. Good morning, Matt. Good morning, Lou. So, Justin, um, just to, uh, whatever you've got as far as an update goes for us with um, restrictions and things um, for the New South Wales side of the border would be awesome. Yes, certainly, Lou. Obviously, whilst uh, you know the, the challenge remains in Sydney, there the the, the uh, restrictions are in place for regional areas, and you know I know it's um it's, it's really difficult doing things like wearing masks. Um, you know, we're particularly in these areas, but we, that got shown uh, just this past week how important it is. Uh, you know, if the guys at uh, at Shell Gender weren't doing such a good job making sure they were COVID safe, then we could have been in a whole heap of trouble. So, yeah, um, it is challenging. We, we, we're going to keep sticking at it. Um, keep. You know, it's it's about keeping our community safe, and uh, uh, you know that's the really important thing. The other big one, Lou, is you know we're we're very conscious in our office about the issues. Obviously, uh, each time there's a, a change in either side of the states, uh, so we're wanting to make sure that as as restrictions are eased, hopefully in in Victoria uh, regionally, uh, that we're making sure that. Uh, uh, hopefully, there's not going to be those issues crossing the border. Yeah, yeah. So, to, just to reiterate, the 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 thing that's keeping um, people south side of the border at home and not coming into the even in the border bubble is the simple fact that right now the restrictions in Victoria say that people can't leave, uh, can't go beyond five kilometres beyond their home. Spot on, Matt. It, it is it is really about in, in that sense making sure that you're sticking by. Uh, the, the Victorian Health Order, which says you can only leave home for those five, one of the five reasons. Uh, I understand that the Victorian Health Order does allow you to cross the border for work, so there should be no problem for border community yep. residents in that regard. Um, but certainly it's about the stay-at-home order that's currently in place, and certainly as it gets lifted, we'll be, uh, we'll be monitoring that closely as well. Now, the other thing that obviously we, um, we need to talk about is vaccinations, and um, all um, health professionals are telling us we just need to go and get vaccinated. Now, Matt and I have talked about the fact that they that we booked in um, just over a month ago, and mm-hmm. both of ours, both of us, are getting ours this week. So, um, is there still, as far as you know, um, Justin, uh, is there any ad- advance on that, or is there still a little bit of a waiting list for people to get vaccinated? Yeah. Lou, firstly, to you and Matt. Good on you for getting in and, and putting yourself down on the list. I had my name down on the list as well, and I've just had my uh, Pfizer jab in that regard, guys. Yep. Uh, really important. You know, the message that's coming through loud and clear to me from from you know from government areas is the way out of this, the way out of COVID is by getting vaccinated. So I appreciate some people. You know, it's the, the, the you know might share uh, might have some concerns about the vaccine. It's a safe. You know, these vaccines are safe. We are. Uh, we're using, um, you know, the, the, the technology, the safety that is out there in that regard. 
Uh, and in that regard, it's so important for our community. If we want to get out of having border closures, if we're wanting to get out of restrictions, we're going to have to do that through getting vaccinated. And this is this is the really important message, isn't it, too, guys? This is where we can all play our part. You know, we've done... We saw that last week again with the people rolling out in their droves to get tested. Yes. And with that care for Jindra, we've just got to be doing the same thing for vaccines. So if you haven't put your name down on a list uh, as yet, really encourage you to do so. Hopefully, you know, we, we see the news now saying that Pfizer doses coming into the country are really ramping up. I think yep. there's another million doses this week. So for us, it's really just a matter now of putting your name down, getting through that, and then together by doing that, let's get out of out of the situation we're in. Yeah, because we can't continue much longer doing it like this. Justin Clancy, the member for Albury, thank you so much. We'll talk to you again soon. Take care, guys. Now, I was driving along the highway, um, the old highway, the other day in Lavington, um, back towards Albury. Yeah. And, um, and I saw the weirdest thing. So um, I saw a lady going to cross the highway um, and she had uh, was pushing a pram. Yeah. She had three dogs on lead, so she was obviously taking the dogs for a walk, and a goat. And a goat. She had a goat on a lead. It was quite a tall goat. I thought, when I first saw it, I went, I love that. No, is that a Great Dane? Then I looked. I had to slow right down and, yes. and I looked, and it was, in fact, a bloody goat. Yeah. So she was taking her goat for a walk with the kid and the dogs, which I thought was absolutely awesome. So when you were driving but along funny. and you saw it, did, did it kind of go, whoa? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> like in, you know, the cartoon eyes that bug yeah. out? What? And yet head goes back and forth. Yeah, it was a bit like that. It oh, was classic pretty, double take, Lou. It was a classic double take. Very funny. Now, what about you? Have you ever seen anything that's made you um, do that when you've been driving around or walking around? A few times, actually. You know, the last one, though, and I just want to preface this by saying I'm not, I'm not a perv, Lou, but I was driving along. This is dead set. A couple You're of not. years. I'm not. But a couple of years ago, yep. I was driving um, um, in East Albury, mm-hmm. just near Alexandra Park. Yes. And... Um, and a, a woman was just walking around topless. <laughs> really? Yeah, and I went, I, I can I have to say, I went, what? Classic double take. Classic double take. And we had she, to look at both of them. She really... <laughs> oh, <laughs> Sorry. Yes. <laughs> it really, it was, anyway, look, it was surprising. That, that's, that's all I've got to say. That's quite surprising. It was summer, so I mean, it was warm. It was warm. <laughs> and, you know, I'm all for equality. <laughs> that's all I'll say. Oh, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, we'd love to know if you've ever had the same experience of a classic double take where you've seen something while you've been, you know, you kind of see it yeah. out of the corner of your eye, don't you? Yeah. First up and you're like, no, that can't be right. And you have to look again and nine times out of ten, it, it is right. Yeah, your brain yeah. does tell you the right thing. Yeah, I, I love that kind of, because I love weird stuff. Yes, it's me fun. too. One triple three five three. if it's happened to you, we'd love to know. Brandon from Wodonga, what about you? Oh, a couple of years back, we went on a holiday down the Great Ocean Road. Never been there before. And anyway, driving along, really nice place down there. And last thing we ever expected to see was this tourist bus, right? Yeah. Put up on the side of the road. Yes. And come around the corner, and here they are. And no, they weren't taking any photos of the, you know, the Twelve Apostles or anything. They're taking photos of these two cows just getting it on in the paddock. <laughs> well, hang on, no. when you say getting it on, are you, you mean, mean the like, whole nine yards? You mean like a oh, bull and was, a cow? Yeah, like a full sound and light show. I reckon they were just lined <laughs> up along the fence. It's just so random. Never seen anything like it. But everyone was taking photos of it. <laughs> yeah, they were like, like, I reckon half the bus are out of the bus. 
standing along the fence just taking the photo. They yeah, do cows. I've seen everything now. I'll tell you, the, the photo night when they get back to whatever country they were from was going to be interesting, I would have thought. Hey, God, want to, hey everyone, want gather around. It would want to be a pretty big photo album, I reckon. So. Thanks, mate. So That's funny. great. Love it. Um, one triple three five three, and on our Facebook page too, Triple M the Border. Um, there's been a couple of really, really interesting ones. Yes, um, I love this one from uh, Fiona. Uh, me and my friend were coming home over Gap Road and saw a man with a child, a dog, and a sheep. I kind of freaked us out. We turned around because we thought the sheep might have been lost. But no, the sheep was just following the man oh, with his dog and his to kid. Walk an interesting animal. <laughs> I know. And Nathan's got a good one too. Um, strangest thing I see most days is a guy walks a couple of dogs and a sheep. Another sheep. To the IGA at Keitler's Road near where he works. Um, he reckons he's had the sheep since it was a, a lamb and it's just like a dog. Oh, man. I love that. Yeah, same. Walking same. your sheep. Um, now, I have to highlight this, this one. Look. Uh, Lou, uh, Christopher took the time to give us a little lol. Nice. He's put a joke. He he, he said, uh, I saw a bloke walking a chimp down Flinders Street one day. The cops grabbed him and said, take that monkey to the zoo, mate. Next day, I saw him again with the chimp and the same cops grabbed him and said, I thought I told you to take that monkey to the zoo yesterday. The bloke said, yeah, I did. And today I'm taking him to the movies. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. Oh, bomb. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Footy with Swatter. Don't tell me! Don't bloody tell me! I don't believe it! Yes, and the great man Wayne Schwartz joins us. Swatter, good morning to you. Uh, very good morning to you. I need to just uh, take over the uh, interview here, the conversation. Can you hear that siren? Yes. yes. Can you hear that? Yeah, yes. but you hear a, a little bit in, in the, the background? background. Yes, yeah. Well, that is it. That is it. After eight weeks of being MIA, trying to get hold of them with 15 phones, that is the cue. Bubba and Lefty are back in the state. <laughs> oh, no. The boys are back in town. The tattoo gun's ready to rock and roll. Let's get this thing fired up and Dan Andrews lift the restrictions. Okay, boys, you can turn the siren off now. Um, <laughs> lift the restrictions. We need to get a tattoo done. <laughs> yeah, because we can't do it at the moment, Swatter. But we do actually have... Um, geez, where it? Is it driving past? I don't know. It seems to be following me, which is a little bit of a concern. Oh, there it goes. Swatter, are you outside the 5Ks? No, I'm well within the 5K radius. I'm actually like a fly with one wing. I'm just going around the circle. <laughs> now, uh, before we get into the footy, uh, Swatter, on Thursday you uh, <gasps> challenged me to get someone on who played footy with me at school to confirm mm. my credentials. And mm-hmm. so on Friday I called an old footy mate of mine. His name is Darren Lapthorne, who played with me during my glory years, <gasps> Swatter, at Ranella <gasps> South Primary and Morford Vale High School. And this is what he said about my footy prowess. Oh, Matt, you were always a great student of the game. Silky, silky clean skills, um, athletic ability. When you went down with the injury, it's, uh, it was you know, very similar to Tony Hall in the state game. Uh, when he did his knee, it was That's just right. uh, a great loss. Now you saw Wayne Schwoss uh, play in his prime, of course. How would you certainly. put my skills up against Wayne Schwoss? You would uh, certainly have the silky suit uh, skills to, to have Schwatter covered, I think. Oh, there we go. From wow. Darren Lapthorne himself, I'd, I would have had you covered, Schwatter. Uh, what was his name? Darren. Lappy for short? Uh, yeah, Lappers. <laughs> well, let me just tell you, having been in the courtroom a few times, <clears throat> for reasons that I won't share this morning... <laughs> I've got very good at identifying and understanding when people are under duress, and that piece of audio 
is, is very clear evidence to me that he was either paid off oh, or he had a firearm put next to his lap and told he had to say this yeah. off a script. It's amazing Nothing what you can get. Nothing more than absolute Amazing dribble. what you can get for 50 bucks. Oh, oh, shut up, absolutely Luke. Absolutely right. Luke, if he paid 50, he paid too much for yeah, that crap. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> How's that pulling out the name of Tony Hall? Great player from back in the days for the Adelaide Crows. Uh, a, great, a great player. No, actually, a good player. Made better when he came to Victoria to play for a Victorian club. There you go. Yeah. All right, let's move, let's turn our attention to uh, Richmond, um, who on oh, Thursday have, really uh, I called this uh, Swatter. Didn't I, I haven't. I said, I've made no comment about this this morning. He's tried. Uh, he's goaded me three times are they so back, far. Swatter? They beat the Lions. Nor do you, Lou. Um, and yeah, you, you have nothing to worry about, Lou. Forty-five thousand tickets to the grand final so far. I've racked up uh, with the boys at the <laughs> AFL. So we are we are a lock. Um, what what I, my understanding is <clears throat> that Chris Fagan and Damien Hardwick go way back. And uh, old Fakes put a call through last week. Said, Look, I know you're struggling. We'll um, we'll just put it in the rack for a game here, and you boys get a little bit of confidence. And uh, one thing's for sure, we won't see you in September. Yes, Pretty much okay. it. That's where it starts and stops. Yeah, well, we're dusty out as well. That's that's looking very likely. Now, what's going on with Melbourne and um, teams that are lower on the ladder? Because uh, they 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 seemingly fall to teams be- quite a way below them. So they got a draw against Hawthorne. Why do they do so that? So is that is is that a loss? Matt? Well, I mean, it's well, a... you actually walk away with two points. Well, because two a... points, given the four and a half years you've had, would be something you, <laughs> you classify as a win if you're the Adelaide Crows. Yes, it was a draw, wasn't a loss, wasn't a win. Melbourne just need to recalibrate a little bit and get back to doing what they were doing really well. Let's not forget they've been up for a very long time. Still sit on top of the ladder, Matt, by yeah. two points. No, I was just going to say that. Uh, yeah, I'm on board. I'm on pretty, board, Swatter. I'm on board. Doing it pretty nice. Oh, you're on board of Melbourne now. So yeah, that means I've... you've actually unhitched yourself no. from your rabble of a football club. No, no. well, I'm just... I'm just well, you know, I mean, and it, look, he, you wouldn't blame him if he had after oh, they lost to West Coast. Surprise, it's taken so yes, long. Yesterday. <laughs> Don't um, do it, 56 to 98 yesterday no, for the Adelaide Crows. Yeah, not, not great, Swatter. No, but, but Lou, what was the total margin there? 56 to no, 98? 98. 42 points. Yeah, so 42 points. Yeah. That's a, in Adelaide language, and I know this because I've got people there, um, <laughs> that, they actually classify that as a win. It's a win. Oh, it's true. Yeah, because yeah, it's under 50. Enough. That's true. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're celebrating like it's Mad Monday. <laughs> oh, I can't do that anymore. Jeez. <laughs> All right, finally, Swatter, we are out of time. But, uh, geez, oh, a bit I'm... of a worry when a bunch of players have to uh, get quarantined for two weeks. Toby Green it amongst is. them. That's That's hard for the season, isn't it? I think the AFL would probably send a memo out and just ask the clubs to encourage players, just stick to your business, stay, stay in your home. lane, don't yeah. worry about going anywhere at the moment. We're yeah. close towards the finals. Let's not do anything that could cause that a problem. Yeah. Unless you're Swans players, in which case, get out there, lads, and have some fun. Unless you're what? Expose your sight. Swans players. <laughs> oh, is that right? Well, I wouldn't well, mind the Swans uh, just falling back a little bit, to be honest with you. Sort of. I know, I know for a fact that this goes right to the federal government who I have no confidence in, by the way. They are currently deciding whether or not they put the state of South Australia, minus Port Adelaide Football Club, <laughs> in a permanent up. state of lockdown. <laughs> Finish him up. Permanent state week. of lockdown. Swatter, <laughs> just on that note, just to, as we go, are you making any plans for the weekend, Swatter, or are you feeling like... Uh, uh, no, I'm, no, I'm not. Here come Bubba and Lefty in a fire quick, truck. Quick. Literally, half me. Bubba, put the... Hang on, he's got the tattoo gun hanging out. He's got the fireman's hat on and the fireman's jacket. Keep going, boys. No, All right, bye, Swatter. Back. All right, have a good week. Bye. Bloody hell, it's frightening. Uh, there's Wayne Schwoss and that tattoo, it's a long way off. Oh, is all. it ever? Sometimes in life, the gods smile upon you, my friends. You got that right. My dangling! TV Talk with Steve Mulk.
fair to say, Lou, there is a lot to get through. Steve Malt, good morning. Oh, so much, Matt and Lou. Good morning. Well, should we start with the Olympics? Oh, we have to start with the Olympics because it doesn't it start on Friday. It does officially the opening ceremony, Matt and Lou. Uh, however, there are some, of course, some pre games. There's a softball game on on Wednesday morning, and then I think there's some basketball. But look, the big show, or at least what used to be known as the big show, uh, is starts about nine o'clock on Friday night on seven. Um, the challenge, of course, is no one in the stadium. Uh, there's no teams marching yeah. in. There's only flag bearers. <laughs> What's the point? It's a little bit, what the hell? You sure they're not just going to Zoom the ceremony? <laughs> yeah, they should just Zoom it. <laughs> <laughs> Look, in this age of COVID, I'm sure it probably would go down quite well. Yes. Although we did have some leaked footage of some drones flying in formation, uh, which suggests that that's going to have a lot of people in the stadium going, Wow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> exactly. Uh, All right, so that's uh, going to be interesting. It might be worth mm-hmm. a watch just to, out of curiosity. So that's on 7. Yeah. Um, yes, but- Primary Channel 7 and the Olympics will run on it, 7-2 and 7-mate, which is going HD in regional areas, which it hasn't done for some reason yet. Oh, okay. cool. All right, and what, what else is uh, kick, kicked off or kicking off this week? Oh, look, the, the Survivor, it kicked off on 10 last night. It's now up against the last bit of Farmer Wants a Wife because that's got to get out of the way for the Olympics. Mm. Uh, and Beauty and the Geek, I really love Survivor. The challenge for Survivor, exactly the same uh, that uh, is faced by uh, MasterChef when it kicks off is 24 people. You barely have time to get to yeah. know them. And somebody gets booted. Like, for example, in the Tribal Council last night, there ended up, for reasons I won't spoil, being only six people in the uh, in the up for elimination, and like you'd only met two of them. You got to get oh, rid of them, yeah. though. You got to get rid of the riff, the, the the you know the the refresh. I don't know how I feel ones. about yeah. the whole brain versus brawn Love that. issue. Oh. Like, do you want to be the one that's on there just because you're really strong? <laughs> well, this is the challenge always, right? Because the, the challenges in Survivor tend to favour people that are strong. Yes. So early on, it's usually the brains tribe that gets decimated. Uh, and, you know, then you're left with all these, you know, big, tough people and a few smart people. And then the challenges turn to smart ones and, the, like, it, everything and falls apart. Stopped. Yeah. Would okay. you be in the... Um, all right, let's do a, a little uh, a little test here. Would you be in the right. uh, brains or the brawn, Steve Mock? Uh I'd be in the couch. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Yeah, well said. <laughs> and uh, oh, let's have a let's have a couple of uh, suggestions here. Lou, what's your suggestion oh, for the week? Um, I actually got into the Night Manager on Amazon mm-hmm. Prime over the weekend. Bloody loved it, Mulky Tom Houston, amazing. Yes. So good, and it is definitely worth catching up on if you haven't seen it. Love the night manager. Tom Hiddleston is great. All right, and if you want to see Alec Baldwin act as Alec Baldwin, which I always do, Luke, <laughs> you should try. <laughs> He's the same in everything he does. Uh, you should try yeah. Dr. Death. Honestly, Stan, it's on Stan. It's about a real-life mm. neurosurgeon who just basically butchered patients. I mean, is it it's, crazy? Well, it's got, um, what's his name, Joshua Thingo from Dawson's, Dawson's Creek. Oh, I don't want to wait. You know the uh, you know the one I owner. mean, don't you? Don't be. You, yeah, that yeah. was a little Dawson's Pacey. Creek reference. That's nice. It's Pacey. Yeah, Pacey. <laughs> All right, it's worth a watch. Honestly, it's fascinating, and it was only from less than ten years ago. The real life case, so yeah, it's frightening. It actually looks really. It scary. does. It's really good. All right, Steve Mulk, we are officially yeah. out of time. What a packed yeah. week in TV. We will catch mm. you again next week when the Olympics will be in full swing. Pretty That's much. That's right, Ted. Ted Lasso this Friday on Apple TV Plus too. Excellent. So good. 
Well, I just realised every time we talk to this man, it's uh, sadly about uh, kind of bad news. But uh, he's a lovely bloke, though, despite <laughs> True. that. True. Uh, Brian Hack from ESS Shipping. Uh, good morning, mate. How are you? Yeah, good morning, Matthew. It's going really well. As I said, it's it's generally kind of bad news because we've only started talking to you since the pandemic started and the stock of stuff has started to shrivel up. So how are we looking at the moment? doesn't seem like the situation's got much better. The supply chain has just become so overloaded that there's so much more cargo than there are vessels to move it and the situation's just not getting any better. It's just getting worse. So why so few vessels? Uh, it's not that there's so many few vessels. It's just that... The pandemic and a surge in global trade, it's resulted in just a collapse of the global vessel schedule integrities. So a much larger percentage of ships are arriving at their destinations, but well outside of schedule, which is making it challenging for the ports to plan cargo operations. And it's just resulting in vessels having to wait longer periods before they can be yeah. loaded and unloaded. There's still quite a shortage of shipping containers in the right places. So they're just pretty much in the wrong places at the moment. So where Man. places like China have been sending them. They're, they're just struggling to get them back. And I think uh, shipping container manufacturing has just gone through the roof. So pretty much as soon as they come off the manufacturing line, they're straight into service and on the water. Unbelievable. So yeah. um, now we talked about it when it was happening, the Suez Canal blockage. That's obviously sort of added insult to injury, hasn't it? Yeah, so Suez caught it, caused, obviously quite a lot of disruption to trade you know it handles what 13 14 percent of trade uh, globally and then not only that then the port of yantian got shut down for six weeks i think it was due to covid restrictions so they were working at 20 percent capacity and you know they handle 13 million containers so yeah it's estimated that it that it blocked the movement of like almost a million containers and that's in china that's that's one port in China. So so let's just take a specific thing, right? Because um, I've heard of a twelve month waiting lists on cars. So let's say you go in, you buy a car. Usually it would be made. Let's say it's made in Korea. It's a Hyundai or something. What would happen to clog that up from getting here like it used to do before the pandemic? Yeah. So at the moment, uh, I know there's a massive surge in. Uh, raw material costs so the price of obviously the price of iron ore is going up from here and then that causes the price of steel to go up stainless steel other manufacturing parts and i know quite a lot of uh superconductors and all of those sorts of things have been held up in production that you know you need for all everything has a little oh. computer in it these days right yeah. so yeah so that's just holding up general um production lines of vehicles which then in turn obviously makes it yeah. a huge waiting time yeah massive waiting times up yeah and that's other electronics as well i mean it's just like places don't have stock at anywhere close to the level so when is it going to get back to some level of normality <laughs> it's a million dollar uh, question. Every, every, Sorry. every time you ask me this, it gets kicked down oh, no. the road a little bit. Um, <laughs> Sorry, it's the billion but, dollar question, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. So what we're sort of seeing is that quite a lot of shipping lines are now putting orders in for brand new vessels. And you're talking like the big vessels that take like 15,000 containers. And, you know, they probably cost about $150 million to make. But, you know, it's not like baking a loaf of bread. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> takes about takes about two years or, or so to build a vessel. So wow. so as all of this new uh, space and, and these vessels might become available, then you're talking, then you're talking, then it should, should start to clear up. Then that's sort of sounding like wow. it's two years that's down the track, years right? down the track. Crazy. Yeah. But then yeah, what, yeah. So then what happens, um, Brian, is there then a suddenly a glut of ships and shipping containers 
in the world? Uh, I think as they try and improve in efficiency as well. So they'll start to, as that happens, they'll start to retire off some of the old inefficient vessels that use like oh, okay. diesels okay. and those sorts of things. Yeah, so yeah. all of these new ones are really uh, high efficiency, low emission, those sort of vessels. Yeah. And I think you'll see a lot more uh, shipping container houses pop up everywhere. Lou, <laughs> yeah, there'll be a few... shipping container swimming pools. Few, and... <laughs> few surplus containers. I've been uh, actually thinking about putting one there on our go. place. So there, there you go. go. Yeah, yeah. Brian um, from ESS Shipping. Uh, look, thank you so much. We, we love touching base with you every now and again for to get a dose of uh, bad news about the world shipping <laughs> situation. It must thanks, be, you must get calls every day about it. So thanks for taking ours. Yeah, not a problem. Lovely to speak with you again. Lou and Matt for breakfast. The Borders 105.7 Triple M.